This week on the Irreverent Nerds Podcast, we continue video game month with a review of the 2003 Japanese anime series Sonic X. Stay tuned for more right after this. I'm Richard. And I'm Will. And together we're the, the Irreverent, Irreverent Nerds. Nerds. exciting news to share. As of today, we are now offering a monthly subscription service for our listeners. For the low price of $2.99 per month, subscribers will gain access to two bonus episodes and an invitation to one Zoom gathering a month. Additionally, every subscriber will be entered into a monthly drawing for an appropriately nerdy prize. Click on the link in the episode description today to get started. Nerds. Hey, all you nerds out there in Nerdland. Trying something new. Nerds, nerdettes, and assorted nerd persons. How you doing? What's up, my friends? What's up, my friend? Will, how's it going, man? How you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. Um, I am tired tonight, but we're, we're going to do this thing. We're going to do our thing. Yep. So we, we went out and took a walk beforehand just yeah. to get our energy levels up and, and we both need a little bit of weight too so that, that, that's not gonna hurt <laughs> <laughs> so i spent the last week streaming all of season one of sonic x will is prepared i i have not had a chance to watch much of it at all so i'm coming in as the the novice i will be the interviewer will be the interviewee the resident expert quote unquote at least on season one uh, neither one of us have watched this before. Uh, so, of course, obviously, Sonic X is what we're going to talk about yeah. today. <laughs> um, which I would have already said on the intro. So, redundancy. Uh, <laughs> so, Will, uh, well, tell you what, tell you what. I'm going to read just a little blurb here from Wikipedia introducing the series, and then I'm going to let Will kind of roll with it, and I'll chime in with questions. So Sonic X, this is anime week, and this is an anime, and since this is video game emphasis month, yeah, this is an anime, obviously, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog, based off of a video game. So Sonic X, uh, as the Japanese might say, Sonico Ekusu, <laughs> is a Japanese anime television series based on Sega's Sonic the Hedgehog video game series, produced by TMS Entertainment under partnership with Sega and Sonic Team, and directed by Hajime Kamigaki, Sonic X initially ran for 52 episodes, broadcasting on TV Tokyo from April 2003 to March 2004. A further 26 episodes aired in North America, Europe, and the Middle East from 2005 to 2006. Which, I'm assuming you didn't get to those, so you no. you just saw the Japanese portion. I, I just, yes, I just... Uh, now, I was watching the 4Kids dub because... I didn't realize Hulu had the subtitled Japanese version on there, which most people consider superior. But uh, yes, I only finished season one and then caught about two or three episodes of season two. So I definitely did not get to season three. No. Well, do you want to give your own synopsis or do you want me to read a little bit of the wikis? 
Well, in Sonic X, watch Sonic and his friends get lost on Earth as they don't know nor do they care how or why they're on a new planet. Watch them as we introduce new characters that we don't care about and are never developed for an entire season. Watch them as they get their passports and eventually gain citizenship. Citizenship on our planet? Yep. In a, in the United States or in Japan? Well, I actually, I uh, I assumed Sonic X was taking place in Japan, but as I watched the series, I found out that it's actually taking place in a some sort of parody of America. Ah, uh, okay. Um, we actually do go to Japan in one episode. Um... There's a character. It's not called Japan, but it's basically it's it's Japan, and uh, we do see the White House and the president uh, all throughout season. Eight. Named in Sonic X, um, I assume that's where the series is taking place at. Yeah, and I had to close out the old Wikipedia because my PC is old and oh. needs more memory. <laughs> so we've got Audacity running on here, which which has worked really well for the audio. You know, with our which uh, if you guys watch us on YouTube later, you can see our, our setup with our dual mics. I mean, we've posted on Instagram about it too. Um, Slowly over time, been building up our our tech, and uh, eventually want to get a mixer. And we've talked about that before. Um, but anyway, um, so yeah, so we we won't have Yale Wiki to double check thing. <laughs> so nerds, hey, that's your job now. <laughs> you be our Wikipedia. If we get something wrong, and and you actually care, obviously, let us know. <laughs> um, so let's see. So. I watched the very beginning of episode yeah. one, and granted, I was in the middle of doing dishes and stuff here at the house, so I wasn't fully engaged. But even so, there's there's certain shows where even when I'm doing dishes, if I see an opening that grabs me, I'll like stop. And it did, it didn't grab me, at least the opening. No. And you said something similar about the entire first season. <laughs> yeah, the entire first season did not grab me. I consider season one as nothing but filler material material for an entire season that's sad and uh i know the show is made for kids but we don't really develop any of the characters at all uh we get introduced to them some of them are just there they just exist that would be like chris's school friends they just exist they they don't really have personalities and where i don't even know their names I, I know one of their names is Helen, but that's not really one of Chris's friends. That's just some girl that Sonic met out of at a out at a lake. Oh, is Chris uh, the is he the human boy? Oh yeah, yeah. Let's let's jump back. So Chris Thorndike is our human protagonist on the show. He is I think he's supposed to be the stand in for the child audience. Uh, for the child audience to see themselves in, oh hey, I'm like Chris. I'm having adventures with Sonic. <laughs> but maybe it was their attempt to um, keep up with Pokemon at the time or something. I mean, I don't know. You have like a human counterpart. No, I no. 
I don't think it had anything to do with Pokemon, but I understand what you're trying to say. You're you're comparing him with Ash Ketchum, who befriends Pikachu and the others. A so boy, so I understand boy, what you're saying. A boy and his pocket monster, or a boy and his hedgehog. I would have loved uh, having instead rewatched Pokemon season one. I tell you what, but because uh, I actually enjoyed that show. <laughs> well, darn. Well, we'll know for next time. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. But I think also we didn't have easy access to no. streaming, so sometimes we have to go with with what we have easy access to, because uh, our, our budget is is very small. Yeah. For well, this well, budget. Sonic X isn't terrible. It's just, uh, it didn't grab us. It didn't grab us. Yeah, and I, I'm I'll probably will watch a, a little bit more just out of curiosity, but um. How how would you say? We haven't rated a TV show before, but if we were to give nerd hat oh, ratings, no. <laughs> how three. would you? How many nerd hats would you give it? And 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 how would you compare it? I would to maybe Sonic Underground. You know, like the Sonic, Sonic Underground. Sat Sonic Saturn. Sonic Underground. We promise our mother will be found. Sonic Underground. <laughs> Actually, this, maybe that, maybe I'm referencing the wrong thing. Um, <laughs> Because that's a different that's a different show than Sonic Sadam, right? Sonic right. Okay, never mind. <laughs> never mind. I got my got my shows mixed okay. up. Well, no, I never did, did watch the Sonic Underground. It made sense to me because, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> Sonic Underground, and Sonic X are both on the bad Sonic spectrum. <laughs> but uh, like, I'm not being fair. The Sonic Jap- the Japanese Sonic X is probably slightly better, but um. I'm going to say right now Sonic X is still better than Sonic Underground. I just didn't like Sonic, <laughs> Sonic Underground. That's a, that's a story for another time. Uh, but compared with Sonic Sat-Am, Sat-Am, uh, I'm going to say Sonic X definitely gets the game continuity correct for the most part. Uh, I really love... And yeah, I do want to... To, to say some positive things about Sonic X, you I know, mean, if the, if there are some, yeah, yeah, no, there are. <laughs> I just got a little burnt out from streaming this thing for the past week. Oh yeah, man, we'll we'll put in his due diligence. This <laughs> week. Um, it was on my watch list. Um, so here here is a comparison with Sat Am. Sat Am takes the material more seriously. We have more emotional story arcs with uh or or i'm not sure if story arcs is the quite correct word but yeah you know sonic is trying to rescue his uncle chuck who's been turned into a robot and his his pet dog mutsky who's been turned into a robot dog uh he has a romance with sally acorn the princess um except for antoine the cast is all likable um we actually. I, I thought I thought the skunk was the one you didn't like. The skunk. Oh no, no, the skunk didn't exist in Sat Am. The skunk uh, only exists in the Archie comics. Okay, yeah, Antoine. He, he wasn't. I didn't hate Antoine, but he he was annoying. I think. Yes. That's the main thing. Yeah, uh, I think Antoine got developed better in the Archie comics, but uh. Princess. Oh my princess! I can... Didn't he have like a, a kind of a lame French accent? He did. Antoine, my princess. I, I, yeah, it's been so long since I've watched that show. But anyway, so there's not... Is there... 
And Robotnik is more threatening in Sat-Am. Robotnik is just goofy in Sonic X. Mm. Now, they never call him Robotnik in Sonic X, but it's the same character. Is he called Eggman? Yeah, he's just called Dr. Eggman. Dr. Eggman. Because he's so fat, he looks like an egg. I am the Eggman. I am the Eggman. And Sonic talked a lot more in Sonic Sat-Am. In Sonic X, Sonic is just kind of the strong silent type he's kind of aloof um i'm not sure how to describe it exactly he's here to save the day and nothing else yeah i mean sonic x has way too many characters they're trying to balance and a mm-hmm. lot of them this is i think this is the reason why a lot of them don't get developed just too many yeah they're just too many they're trying to balance all the game characters with all the unnecessary human characters they decide mm-hmm. to throw into this world i mean they did a good job fleshing out chris thorndyke's world don't get me wrong um so did it end up in a sense end up being where you neither hate nor love any of the characters you're just you're kind of like indifferent you're like i don't really care what no. happens to them or no i i do like some of the characters some, okay i i don't i don't care about chris's school friends because I mean, Chris doesn't even care about Chris's school friends. Um, he's all like, Sonic's, Sonic's my only friend in the entire world. <laughs> I mean, Chris, Chris, I, we could all complain about everyone who's watched this show knows what I'm talking about. Chris is emotionally needy. He's extremely clingy on Sonic. It's like if this were, if I were writing a parody of this show or... Or a comic spinoff, you know, it, if I were allowed to actually put in some intelligent writing, you know, Sonic, Sonic. <laughs> Ouch. I don't know. Burn. Sorry, sorry. It's just a kid's <laughs> show. It really is. But I feel like Sonic should, like, put out a restraining order or something. Sega should have said no. Yeah, like, Chris is not as bad as I expected him to be, but... Okay, let me let's back up. You said earlier I hadn't watched this show before, but that's not true. I had when I heard the show was coming out in the late nineties, early two thousands. When I can't remember the year, we we talked about that on Wikipedia. Two thousand three, when the Japanese okay. episodes aired. I think it's from well, we were just reading that a minute ago. So two thousand three to two thousand four, and then some American episodes came out in two thousand five to two thousand six. So back then, I was so excited. I downloaded some Japanese episodes over dial-up good old dial-up oh you had dial-up back then yeah i had dial-up back then that's true <laughs> and that I took a while that was like the transition period where not everybody had cable internet yet yeah yeah and i really liked wow. it it had this like i'd rock or techno or some sort of Dang, music that must have taken fitting like, sorry Sonic I, I'm episodes. just still thinking about download speeds that must have taken like 10 hours to download a 30 minute episode it probably did I think <laughs> I downloaded it on the Apple iMac um it took a while I was like probably using get right or github or whatever that program was called you just back when you couldn't just right click on something and do oh, save man. as <laughs> yeah, I remember and this would Put have been, this early in, grab it. <laughs> this would have been 2000, right around the turn of the century, 2000, 2001. I, I think we might have had, I don't know if we had cable internet yet. I don't even know if that was a thing by then. We might have had dial-up. Either way, I just remember 
to even like some some places websites were putting music videos up but to even watch it you had to wait 30 minutes for the thing to download oh, I know. to download before you could watch it at all so like or to load maybe even i don't even know if download is the right term but but yeah you couldn't just like with youtube today you couldn't just like click play and then poop, there it is <laughs> nope you had to wait 30 minutes to watch a music video yeah so on the flip side you you were selective because you're like i really want to watch something i actually care about <laughs> but no i'm pretty sure I, I did that at some point for like because back then you know the big the big pop music was like the backstreet boys and nsync and britney spears and christina aguilera and um like jennifer lopez was getting her start around that time too i think Maybe a little bit before that, but like she was big at that point. Uh, yeah, like Jessica Simpson. Like these are blasts from the past for those of you who <laughs> were um, of age around that time. Like anybody who was like a preteen up into high school probably listened to all that, and maybe older too. I know there were like middle-aged women that go after the boy bands and stuff. My, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know my little like, my ga- my so gay little cute. brother. Just just drove me crazy with his Spice Girls. <laughs> oh, I like the Spice Girls. Huh? Yeah, Spice Girls all the time in the house. <laughs> oh, I didn't even I didn't listen to the Spice Girls. No, I never did. I never did get into that. I don't think I, I might have heard one or two of them, which I doubt any. I don't know if any of them talk like this or not. But you know, Spice Girls. They're from London. <laughs> London. Yeah, England, I think so. somewhere in England. Anyway. Yeah. All right. I just know one of them married David Beckham. I I didn't even know that. I yeah. don't really care to know that. I don't, I don't know. I couldn't tell you which one. I just know one of the Spice Girls married David Beckham. Yeah, obviously he's more famous than they've ever been. But yeah. So Sonic X. Um, I watched maybe the first two episodes in Japanese subtitles that I downloaded off the internet back then, and uh, I liked it back then. Um, but when I finally watched the English episode by four kids, it was kind of a turn off because they replaced the really cool music with some sort of orchestral music that just is not befitting Sonic. You know, Sonic games are known for having fantastic music, but not, not the four kids Sonic X. It just is devoid of music that is worthy of Sonic's name. Well, it wasn't, was it I Sonic got used 3? to it though. Sonic Three that Michael Jackson, yeah, did the music for right exactly. You know that that's Sonic music, um, like not hard rock but like pop rock, I guess. Yeah, yeah, music with attitude. That's Sonic because mm-hmm. Sonic's got attitude. I mean, a smooth criminal. <laughs> you know, no smooth criminal was in Sonic Three. Was it? Yeah, the nice. ice cap zone. Actually, it was. Uh, is it like an, an, an well, obviously a different arrangement, probably, but like yeah, it was a sped up version, which is actually closer to huh. um, a a uh, a song that existed before Smooth Criminal, but that that's a story for another time. I uh, can't remember right now. Hard Days or something. Hmm. Uh, Queen? No, no, no. Oh. It was one of Michael Jackson's uh, oh, friends no. who said oh i have this song i couldn't i couldn't get it you know maybe you could do something with it as uh, he turned it into smooth criminal smooth criminal but um ooh, ooh, ooh. 
if we ever if we ever have a podcast episode where we talk about Sonic Three, maybe I'll get into it. Billy Jean was not my love. <laughs> Thriller. Anyway, um, so watching. Uh, and, and before I continue, I did have a DVD of some Sonic X episodes at one time from season two. Oh, okay. But I just didn't like him, and I got rid of the DVD. I still have event. I still have season one of Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog and and the complete series of Sonic Sat Am. Mm-hmm. But oh. I got rid of Sonic X because it just didn't do it for me. Yeah. Now, what Sonic X gets right is it gets the Chaos Emeralds right. It gets the characters right. Um, Which ones? <laughs> well, the Sonic characters. The Sonic, okay, okay. Uh, the Sonic, ones from the ones from the game. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a slightly different take on Sonic, but he's still basically the same character. Uh, Tails, Knuckles, Amy, Amy, who also needs a restraining order put put against her. <laughs> I mean, she's not as bad. In Sonic X, as she is in the video games, mm. she's like crazy psycho. She wants to <laughs> force Sonic to marry her against his will, especially Sonic Heroes the video game. Yeah, you'll you'll hear me comparing this TV show mm. with a lot of the source material. Wow, so it's like reverse patriarchy. So <laughs> uh, I guess. Oh. Um, I'm gonna hunt down Sonic and make him mine. He won't be able to say no this time. Get out of my way, Eggman. <laughs> yeah. Obsession. Yes. But uh, so Chris is kind of like that. But since he's a boy and not a girl, it's for different reasons. But it's kind of weird. He's really clingy on Sonic. Mm. Um, and it's like, not I as... I never knew friendship until I met a blue hedgehog from an alternate dimension. Yes. That's basically it with Chris. I mean, he he doesn't the quick okay. The Chris character doesn't get to see his parents because they work all the time. His parents don't even get to see each other. His mom is a movie star. His dad is the CEO of a tech company, <laughs> and you would think that at least the dad would come home to to sleep at home, but no, he's like traveling all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Chris's parents are basically Mister Tanaka, the limousine driver, and. Ella, the Spanish cook. Mm-hmm. That's sad. Uh, oh, and his grandfather, Chuck, which it uh, is uh, a reference to Uncle Chuck from Sonic, Sonic Sat Am uh, in the Archie comics. And I thought that was really neat. I even looked into the Japanese name for Grandpa Chuck just to make sure. And yeah, in the Japanese, his name is Chucku. So it was intentional. <laughs> Grandpa Chucku. Chucku. It was uh, actually intentional. They huh. actually named the character after Uncle Chuck from the Sonic Sad Amp show. That, that was pretty cool. Not to be confused with Uncle Buck, uh, a movie from the 80s. <laughs> right. Um, so I think that they get the Sonic anthropomorphic characters correct. Um, Sonic isn't as wisecracking as i'd like him to be though but he's he's still fun he's still cool um that's a question so i don't know that i've not seen like i need to catch the the more recent movies i've not seen either of them the second one was really good who voices sonic in that they don't bring julia white back do they that would be great no 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 they don't um 
It it's somebody I can't remember his name right now, but it's this young guy who voiced one of the Huey Dewey Louie characters from the new Ducktales, the uh, new Ducktales. Okay. I I just can't remember right now. Yeah, like Ben a- Schwartz is that his name or am I, or is that the actor oh. that plays the cop? Hmm. By the way, the cop that in, name sounds familiar. The cop in the two Sonic live action movies is a better human connection with Sonic than Chris Thorndike. I'm just saying, just putting that out there. <laughs> is that uh, the uh, I Jason Marsden character? Yeah, that's right. It is Jason Marsden. So he plays the cop. Yeah, like the, the live action friend. The, uh, yeah, and I don't even know why Sonic even needs a human The Dave to Sonic's friend, Island. But I, I guess that helps him fit into the human world better, I guess, having a human connection. Yeah, that makes sense. Wouldn't it be awesome if they did a live-action version of the Sad M storylines? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that would be cool. Like, make it a little more edgy. Yeah, that would. Um, I mean, I definitely wish that Dr. Eggman in Sonic X was a lot more threatening like Robotnik is and Sonic Sat Am. Does Jim Carrey come off as threatening at all? <laughs> or is he just goofy over the top? No, no. He's uh he's threatening. So he's menacing he's, enough. Yeah, he's menacing. He he's okay. more menacing than Eggman and Sonic X. <laughs> okay. I mean Sonic Eggman and Sonic X is more of a he's a cartoony evil genius. I don't know. Uh he's likable. I love so his words, voice actor. His Jim Carrey's performance. Sorry, I'm getting back to Jim Carrey, but his performance. And we're getting off topic, but I know. But like, oh, it's fine. It's like the only villain I can think of him playing is the Grinch, and I did not, still to this day, do not like the live action Grinch. Really? Mm, oh, nope. <laughs> I kind of like it. I don't hate it, but uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, the more recent animated one, so much better. So much better. Oh, okay. Maybe uh, we can I, have I, a. And I love me some Jim Carrey, but just he, no, no, didn't work for me. Oh, okay, him as well, the Grinch. Mm-mm. Maybe in December we can like review Christmas movies or something. I don't know. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Yeah. Unless we take a break for a holiday to think of season. A good, a good sci-fi Christmas movie. I can't think of one off the top of my head. Santa goes to Mars or something. <laughs> I'm sure that exists. <laughs> yes, some, it does exist. Does it exist? Yes. <laughs> oh, we could talk about that right now, but Santa goes to but Mars. we shouldn't. It's, right. it's not as cool as you think it is. <laughs> I feel like I have this vague memory of you telling me about it at yes. some point. Yeah, that's, well, that's probably where it came from in my brain. It's like Will associated with Santa. Doesn't he like? Isn't he like fight? Isn't it violent or something? No, like, no, like a, a no. War? The tile makes it sound like it's violent. It's like Santa versus Mars or something. Santa versus Mars, <laughs> but. But I haven't actually seen... I maybe saw a clip of it. I just heard about this film. I didn't actually watch it. But instead, it it looks really boring. It's like the children of Mars kidnap Santa because they want Christmas on Mars or something. I don't know. It's just not... It's not what the title seems to make you think. <laughs> ho, ho, ho! What am I doing here? Speaking of violent Santa movies... Yeah, there's a new one. Yeah, with... David, uh, David Harbour? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that looks pretty good. I haven't <laughs> seen it. Yeah, and then there was a... What, with Mel Gibson a few years before that? Fat, oh, I saw fat, that. Fat Man? Fat Man. Wasn't it called, like, Fat Man and... But he plays, like, a Santa Claus. 
maybe we're thinking about two separate things. But it's like very violent. Um, I've not seen it. I just saw the trailer. I thought we were talking about the Santa Claus with Mel Gibson Chronicles. Uh, I must whatever, be whatever that actor. whatever that Santa movie that Mel Gibson was in, whatever it's called. Anyway, we're we're way way out in left field here. Sorry um, about that. I had to take a cough break. I'm a Richard was sick with head cold last week. Now I am. <laughs> yeah, we we like to pass these on to Will. Huh. Pass on the fun. Yeah. Somebody needs to feel our pain. <laughs> <laughs> see, I see how it is. Yeah, Will is the receptacle. And I just want to just jump back and say I don't hate Sonic X. I'm just tired tonight because I had to work today and it was a rough work day. And Yeah, but that's uh, not why... It- that's not why you think it's not a great series. No, though, right? you just, no, it's not. Objectively, is not a great series. I mean, there are good things about it. Don't get me wrong. Um, so would you give it two nerd hats or less? I think I give it a three out of a five. Really? Is that too high? Like, I mean, the way you're describing it, it sounds a little high. Like, like mediocre would be like two point five. It might be hats. two. I hear it gets like, better in season two, and I did watch about two or three episodes of season two earlier today uh right before the podcast actually and uh yeah yeah the episodes were sped up i thought season one was kind of slow paced which is not good for a sonic show (laughs) haha um it it might be more of a two 2.5 it's not i just don't want to be unfair to the show Mm -hmm. it's a good children's show i just wouldn't recommend it for adults that's all so so let's talk about the plot a bit, if, if there is much plot. Like oh, maybe there, if there was there part is. of the criticism. You said there's not a lot of story arc. Like, um, like what would be, what would be the conflict in the series? Like, is there, a, is most of the conflict with Doctor Eggman? Has he stolen something, and Sonic's trying to get it back? Or like how, like how does the conflict come in, if if any? Well, the episodes in season one i consider season one to be a big filler season that's how it feels to me but is it like a eggman villain of the week yes kind of thing it's like here's here's another eggman villain and here's another henchman and here's another yeah they're just random robots of eggman and the robots don't even look like they came out of the video games instead of they just look like I'm not sure if generic is the right word but they look like anime robots i was gonna say something from like gundam or something no, no, that would look cool. <laughs> Gundam Light. Uh, like, for example, there's this episode where they go to Africa, and, and this just popped in there. This is not even an example. Okay, most of them are just bland anime robots, but but I, I got to tell you, I got to tell you about this one robot. Okay. Uh, they go to Africa, so Eggman unleashes this gorilla robot. It's a female gorilla. And the female gorilla robot has boobs. <laughs> and there's a cockpit in each... Each boob is clear. There's a cockpit in each boob where one of Eggman's robots, Boko and Deco, sit to pilot the robot. Inappropriate. Oh, if you want to talk about inappropriate, we'll talk about... We'll talk about Sex Appeal the Bat. Um, in this series or a different... Yes, this series. Really? Okay. Well, I was going to say Boobs the Bat or Cleavage the Bat, but I was trying not to be super inappropriate. Very very shapely. (laughs) That would be Rouge, Rouge the Bat. 
that she comes from Sonic Adventure 2, which mm-hmm. is an American Sonic game in which I think they were trying to appeal to teenagers. Uh, by the way, this show made me just want to go play Sonic Adventure 1 and 2. It really it that just did. Game Gear back in the day or Game, Boy Advance? Game Boy Advance? Dreamcast. Okay. Yeah, Dreamcast. Nice. I never did get a Dreamcast. I, I dreamt about getting a Dreamcast. The Dreamcast was too beautiful for this world. Never did. Like, I, I kind of wanted a Sega Saturn, too. You remember the Saturn? That was like their 32-bit uh, first disc. Really? I thought that was 32X. I don't know. Well, no, they had Sonic Saturn, the Sega Saturn, excuse me, the Sega Saturn, I think it was 32-bit, but it was their first non-console, non-console. or non-cartridge console. Right, like, right. I never yeah. had a Sega Saturn. And then uh, was the, um, did they have, did they have a 64-bit one in between? I'm trying to think. That would be the Dreamcast, maybe? I can't remember what how was many the bits final it was. One? Was the Dreamcast the final one? It was the final one. I was thinking it was 128 bit, like the PlayStation 2. It might have been. I I don't remember. Hmm. That sounds right, but I I just consider PlayStation Dreamcast N64 to be you competitors. Had, yeah, you had Sega Genesis, which is 16 bit, and I think the Saturn was the next thing, I believe. You had kind of the the 32x mock-up that you could plug into the Genesis, yeah. but it, it wasn't like a true 32 bit engine. I don't know if engine's the right word, but like, but yeah, the Saturn, I think, was their 32-bit offering. It was like the PlayStation, the original PlayStation, I think it was 32-bit, if memory serves me correctly. You know... I may be wrong about that, but I think it was 32-bit. I'm, despite the fact I'm wearing a Nintendo World hat right now, I'm actually a big Sega fanboy. And now that we're talking, I just suddenly realized that starting with the 32X... Sega just had a history of really terrible consoles ideas, which is just sad. I mean, Dreamcast was wonderful, but it wasn't enough to save the company. So uh, they, they just didn't have enough games for it, enough good games. Well, I thought Dreamcast was wonderful. It was... The 32X had like eight games. Oh, well, yeah. I remember that. Like One of them was like a um, Mech Warrior or something. I think I rented it a couple times, like the 32X, and um, played a couple games. Um, I like plugged it in and played a couple games. I do remember playing the Sega Saturn at there was this there was this store. There's some video game nostalgia here. Um, yeah, we see we're going off on tangents and talking about this because it's more interesting. Than yeah, I was <laughs> than just Sonic thinking X. of that. <laughs> I was just thinking of saying that. Oh, we're talking about this because it's more interesting than Sonic X, which is okay. You know, the, you know, who who says we have to talk about Sonic X for the entirety? Which of the related? Episode? Who says? I that? I do have some interesting things that I wrote down on this list here, but okay. I'd like to get okay. to eventually. But uh, yeah, well, let, let's jump onto that. I was just there was this store. I lived in Arizona. It might have been the only place that ever existed, but there was this awesome electronic store called The Incredible Universe that was there. And um, you go in there, and it was just designed really well. Like, and um, like you would walk in, they had this big central, I don't even know what the right word is. Like, it had like a central hub where they would have, you know, special, special, not events, but like special displays. Like, for a while, they had virtual reality pods you could go and play vir- vr cool. Like cool. The, the, some of the very earliest vr back in the 90s but that was <clears> nightmare inducing 
Um, no, I mean, it's polygonal, so it was like... That's what I meant, I'm joking. But yeah, but then they would have like these wings that would branch off from the central the central place there, and the wings had different different video games. Like one had handheld consoles, and that's where I got to play the Atari Lynx, which I always wanted an Atari Lynx. That thing, was, that thing was cool. It was the first 16-bit handheld system, by the way. Came before the the Nomad, and uh, I think I'm trying to think. There weren't. I don't think Nintendo ever came out with a 16-bit. I think they went straight to the Advance, right? Because that well, was 32-bit. Wasn't the Sega Genesis a 16-bit? No, uh, Nintendo. Like oh, Nintendo. Yeah. No, no, that would be the Super Nintendo. Wasn't no, that no, a no, 16- no, no, handheld? Like handheld. So you had the Game Boy, which was 8-bit. Sorry, I got distracted. Then you had Game Boy Color, which I think was still 8-bit. I don't think they had a 16-bit in between. They, I think they jumped straight to the Game Boy Advance, right? Right. That was a 32-bit. So they didn't have an in-between. Whereas Sega did have the Nomad, which was... I mean, it played Sega Genesis games, so it wasn't precisely a... a would love to find out who is on the other side of the microphone. There are multiple options by which you can connect with us. Our Instagram handle is at irreverent underscore nerds. We are on Facebook and YouTube as simply the irreverent nerds. Makes sense, right? And of course, we are on your podcast app. If you listen on Spotify, scroll down through the episode description and you will see a question. What did you think of this episode? We welcome your feedback, including your constructive criticism. We also post episode-specific polls and questions from time to time on Spotify, so please feel free to jump in and give us your two cents. All right, nerds, I've talked enough. Let's get back to this week's episode. I, For a retro g- gamer, I... Uh... I need to study up on my retro game systems. I should be ashamed. But anyway, but Atari, Atari was actually, they were a leader in consoles for, I mean, makes sense. You know, they had the first big hit, you know, in the home consoles with the 20, was the 2600. There might have, I think it was one before that too. And then you had the first, they went straight to 16-bit handheld and they didn't have, that was the only handheld they ever made was the Lynx. One of the cool features was you could play it left or right-handed. You could flip it over and play it left-handed, flip it over, play it right-handed. And um, it had a few, it had a handful of games, but they never made enough games for it, really. And then they were the first company to come out with a 64-bit system. They had the Atari Jaguar, and that was their final console. And it just, combination of not having enough games for it and not marketing it well, it, it just, yeah, that pretty much killed their, their console they just didn't do well enough, and I think around the same time they stopped making computers as well, and now they're like video game only. I think that's all they do now is just video games. Okay, yeah, I uh, I may have owned an Atari twenty six hundred as my first system, but I never played any Atari consoles after that, so I really don't know a lot about them. I used to, I think we used to get like the Atari magazine or something. Cool, because like my dad, that was one of his earliest PCs was an Atari. PC, and then he passed that on to me when he upgraded to Windows. He got his first Windows 3.1 uh, desktop. But anyway, enough enough uh, retro tech 
nostalgia. What what are some of your uh, your notes here on the series? Yeah, I'm looking it over. Um, just some things that popped out to me or something. Um, whenever these characters like go for a swim in the ocean or something, they have no toes. They just have flesh lumps. <laughs> flesh it lumps. It was the weirdest thing. Yes, they just have a big flesh lumps at the end of their ankles. Huh. Now, like the American Sonic cartoons, they give them toes, but so this take, is just so they take their shoes lump. off and they have no toes. Exactly, they just have a flesh lump in the shape of a shoe. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, it's it's really off putting. That seems to like be honest. you would not be able to run as well. I feel no. like without toes. It's so weird. <laughs> they didn't want to draw toes. Should have at least just given them socks or water shoes or something. Yeah. Yeah. They were just left their shoes on for Granella. You know, why take them off? <laughs> yeah, one episode, they the uh, the rabbit character, Cream, leaves her shoes on, and someone com- complains, you're going to get your shoes soggy. And I'm like, I don't want to see her flesh lumps. <laughs> <laughs> so does it look just like a foot, except with no toes, or worse? Uh, well, at first, I thought that well, I they were the- wearing shoes that just happened to be the same colors or skin tone or their fur fur tone or whatever but i'm like nope that is a flesh lump well i guess we could say that they're so furry that we can't see the outline of the toes maybe we can just say that i don't know it's weird no (laughs) so um I, 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 I did want, want to talk about this one episode, which a lot of people say is a really good episode. I can't remember what the number of the episode is, but it features Sonic meeting a girl in a wheelchair named Helen and promising her, her parents are too busy for her too, like Chris Thorndike. So Sonic promises to take her to this island in the, in the middle of her favorite lake to see some flowers on the island out there. It's, it's action-packed episode two because the government is invited sonic to the white house for a party because it'll boost the president's poll ratings for his uh re-election campaign but sonic decides to take the girl to the island that day instead because he has better priorities than they do and uh so the vice president sicks the military on sonic so he's like running around with this girl in a wheelchair trying not to get hit by missiles and crap Dick Cheney. <laughs> yeah, that well, that was during the Bush administration, wasn't it? <laughs> like, or you know, just uh, imagining George W. Bush meeting Sonic the Hedgehog, like Sonic. <laughs> I can't do it very good, George W. You know, Bush. in the video game Shadow of the Hedgehog. Hedgehog. Huh? Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt in the, you. So, in the video game. In the video game Shadow of the Hedgehog, which Sonic X does not adapt. Uh, this this game takes place during the Bush administration, and the president in Shadow the Hedgehog, the game, um, keeps talking about how they won't negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> These are terrorists. Those are terrorists. And, and uh, you can actually choose to assassinate the president in one <laughs> level if you want to. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing a Democrat, like a very bitter Democrat was involved in the that or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, anyway, I thought that was interesting given the <laughs> president in the White House at the time and whatnot. Wow. But this episode with Helen, uh, in this episode, the government clocks Sonic 
as his max speed of 700 miles per hour, but when he's pushing the hell in the girl in the wheelchair, they clock him at 400 miles per hour pushing this girl around in her wheelchair over rough terrain and everything. And she's not even wearing a seatbelt, and he just stops <laughs> on a dime. It's a really good thing that we're working on children's cartoon physics because in real life, she would have gone, uh, gone flying. Yeah, she would have gone and flying died. and died. You broken every bo- bone in her body, or worse. <laughs> good. Well, thank you, Sonic. <laughs> what, I mean, she's she's holding onto the wheelchair. Didn't you? Didn't you notice that? Well, she she grabbed on. Just in time. Right? Yeah. So she didn't fly off. Yeah, you're right. I did she see has, that. She has the reflexes of a... Darn you, Richard, making sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have not seen it, so I have no idea. My guess is they didn't bother to, to, to do that. It's like, oh, it's like, no seatbelt. Magic. Oh, we were talking about a comparison, comparing this show with Sonic Sat Am earlier. Mm-hmm. Now, there is one thing that's interesting they kept... In Sonic Sat AM, when Sonic gets a power ring, it gives him a speed boost. Um, the same thing happens in Sonic X. Mm-hmm. They're all, they're always throwing at least one power ring to him per episode where he gets a speed boost that helps him out of some troubling situation. Well, uh, I really like that as a fan of Sonic Sat AM that they brought that over. I never really liked getting speed boosts in the game. It it made it too hard to get all the coins I need to get, unless I was in a True. hurry to get to the end, you know, and get like a time bonus or something. But yeah, I actually was just playing Sonic Three the other oh, day. Oh, cool! Um, yeah, first time in a while. Anyway. Well, it's more enjoyable than Sonic X, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Um, Memories were coming back though. Like even my old, it's amazing. Like. I played it a lot in the 90s, but like my, my old muscle memory was like, granted, I was playing on a PlayStation controller, so it was a little weird. Um, but, um, yeah, I need to see I need to see if they have... Well, no, I guess I, I should get one of those um, Sega Minis or something at some point. Yeah, like, I've got uh, one. Uh, do you? Yeah. Mm. Does it have the same style controller? The... Oh, I love the controllers of the... Of the nice. Sega Genesis Mini, I I also got this wireless controller. Uh, it works with my computer too. As a matter of fact, they're USB controllers, so all of them will work with your computer. Nice. Anyway, um, we're just looking over my notes right now. Um, you asked what season one was about. We never really talked about that earlier. Yeah, like is is there? You mentioned there's not any overarching emotional plots, like relational plot. But is there? No. Is there at least like a a basic story? You know, like you know, I mean, Sonic comes to Earth. Obviously, he meets the boy. They get to know one another. Do they like fight Robotnik at some point? Like, does it does it culminate in a in a in a fight with? The Eggman himself. Yeah, the entire season culminates in this battle. Uh, Eggman has his flying fortress in season one that basically looks like the the Starship Enterprise from Star Trek. <laughs> and then it transforms into this big robot powered by the Chaos Emeralds. And Sonic is able to get the Chaos Emeralds to become supersonic and save Chris Thorndike from Eggman. It does culminate in that. But um, 
the season one, the overarching plot is just the, all the episodes are loosely connected. You don't have to watch one episode to enjoy or get any other episode. Um, I mean, there's a two-parter called Defeating Eggman. I really like those episodes, actually, uh, where the government uh, destroys his base, raids it. Uh, yeah, I like that, but... um. Darn you, government. Destroying the Enterprise. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, that happens, too. That Sonic <laughs> destroys that. Well, but Sonic, it's your fault. Ha. Huh. But, um, yeah, Eggman loses a lot. In, like, every single episode, he, he loses a robot or something. But Eggman, you suck. Yeah, each episode is... You suck eggs. No. Each, each ep... It's true. It's true, though. <laughs> is it? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I didn't have a scene showing him, like... <laughs> I uh, I can't remember right now why they call him, him the Egg Man. I think it's because he's shaped like an egg. Yeah, that's what I've always assumed. It's loosely shaped like an egg. In the Fleetway comic book, they actually have Dr. Kintobor, the good scientist, eating a spoiled rotten egg while tripping and absorbing chaos energy and turning into a Robotnik. <laughs> so, you know, there's been some creative writers trying to explain why he's called the Egg Man. Um, I, I do wonder, like, in one of our Instagram posts, uh, you probably noticed I used uh, the Beatles song, I Am the Walrus. And, yeah, I saw that. And it actually has the lyrics. It's like, I am the Eggman. I am the Eggman. Cuckoo-cachoo. Cuckoo-cachoo. <laughs> you know, it's like, <clears throat> but there's both an Eggman and a walrus in the song. Yeah. And there's also an Eggman and a walrus in Sonic's I Am. Um, is there a walrus? Oh, and, there is a walrus. And in, That's and in right. The, and in the comic, Sounds like somebody's a Beatles fan. I bet. Huh. You never know. Maybe maybe that's where it came. Well, I don't know though. Well, yeah. who knows? Who knows? You know, Robotnik <clears throat> was originally designed to look like uh, one of our presidents, uh, <laughs> Theodore Roosevelt. Really? Yeah. Theodore Roosevelt. That's random. Yeah, but maybe he was named Eggman because someone was a Beatles fan. There's another Beatles reference in the video game. Sonic Battle on the Game Boy Advance. Oh, yeah? Uh, I think there's a nightclub called The Walrus in it, which is funny. Nice. Um, but yeah, season one is just about introducing all the characters, uh, just having random adventures, and just slowly, all over so slowly, getting the Chaos Emeralds together. Um. Um, I feel season one is kind of slow. That's just my opinion. Uh, not enough meat on its bones. I mean, we introduced a lot of characters. There's like Chris Thorndike's uncle Sam, who is a police officer on the speed team. He catches speeders and he's always challenging Sonic to races. Um, but we never develop his character. I mean, most of these characters are never developed. like... I want you to race me. Yes. He, he's kind of over the yeah. top. I want you. But I know nothing about him. I mean, there's nothing about him. He makes a couple of speed jokes about how he was born fast and everything. But we never get to know who he is as a character. We don't. I don't know if he's married. I don't know if he has kids. I don't know what he does when he's not on his job. Uh, apparently, he races Sonic when he's not on his job 
Um, and that's what I'm saying while these characters aren't developed. I know nothing about Chris's friends. He's got the Tolkien black boy friend. He's got this ginger redhead girl. And, and there was like a third friend. Uh, and I think that they just dropped her and stopped using her because I haven't seen her in episodes. And speaking of which, I feel like, I feel like I skipped an episode because suddenly all of Chris's two or three friends knew who Sonic and his friends were like they already met them and everything, but there was never an episode that actually introduced them. I mean, they go through all these episodes where Sonic and his friends are slowly revealed to the maid and the, and the limousine driver and the, uh, other characters, but yet, um, Chris's friends who are just kind of there just suddenly know him and are just going out on adventures. Um, it's weird. So let me get this right, Chris. You know, you're friends with a, a bipedal, three foot tall, blue animal from an alternate dimension who says he's a hedgehog, but for some reason has no spikes and runs faster than any hedgehog has a right to. How does this make sense? Well, the people in the episodes didn't think it made sense either because they thought Sonic was a robot. Uh, in like uh, one of the early episodes, Grandpa Chuck takes a screwdriver to Sonic's butthole trying to unscrew him and figure out where the batteries are. <laughs> and Sonic's like, ouch! <laughs> and jumps up. <laughs> <laughs> Anal confusion. <laughs> that does not go there, Grandpa. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> oh my goodness! So, have you ever heard of John Mulaney? Don Mulaney. John Mulaney. He's, he's, an, me. Uh, he's an American comedian. He, <laughs> I just, I can't help but think of of of. <laughs> he has a story he tells about a time that he lied to the doctor in, in an effort to get drugs. I think it was like a Valium or something. Something like that. This Valium. Is when he was, this is when he was younger and, and much less responsible. No, I'm thinking about Viagra. Never mind. Uh, no, not that. No, something. Not Valium, but something similar. And um, so he told the doctor that he he tried to make up something that would be a reason for a visit. He's like, <laughs> he's like, frequent urination is what he chose. And it asked, how many times do you urinate? How many times do you urinate a day? And he's and he's like, it's like I tried to think of an answer. I was like, I wrote eleven. That was too many times to say. <laughs> so like the doctor comes in and he's like, he's like eleven times, huh? All right, bend, bend over. <laughs> we gotta check your prostate, and, and, and you can get Valium out of this. <laughs> uh, that's what he was hoping. He was hoping the doctor would just prescribe him something, you know. Um, it's like his friend had, I guess, gotten away with it. He just told his doctor he gets nervous on airplanes. So he wrote him a prescription. Um, yeah, which you can get in big trouble if people find out you're doing that, by the way. Oh, absolutely. I don't know if it's a felony, but it's, it's probably at least a misdemeanor. Um, so unless you're a comedian who can use this for your act later, don't do it. But no, the, the, sorry, I'm stealing John Mulaney's thunder, but you should, you should check out. You should check him out. He's 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 pretty funny, um, but I mean, this is a real story from his life. I'm sure he's exaggerated a little bit, but you know the um, <laughs> so the <laughs> uh, 
So he asks, he's like, you know, you know, you say to yourself, I think I know what most things feel like. And it's like, the doctor first puts his finger up and he's like, it's like the sound came out of my belly. And it's like a demon escaping. It's like, a oh. demon. The power of Christ compels you. <laughs> and, uh, it, it, and then when he pulls it out, like it feels like you're pooping because the only thing, that, <laughs> the only thing to ever come out is poop. So then, so then as it's coming out, he's like, he's like, he thinks he's just like crapped on the doctor's hand. So he's like, "I'm sorry." <laughs> he's like, he's like, "Wow, what a day this doctor's had!" It's like so far he's gotten oh, and I'm sorry. Anyway, John Mulaney, check him out. And John, if you're listening, love your comedy. Gave you that one for free, my friend. Free advertising. Anyway, back to Sonic. Back to Sonic. Now, I will say episode 20 is probably my favorite episode of season one. It is pure comedy. Okay. It is pure comedy. Sonic is stuck on a cruise ship. He cannot swim, and he is going insane. There's <laughs> there's not enough places for him to run, Wait, and he's can afraid you run of water. Across the water. Like, if you run 700 miles an hour, couldn't you, like, run across the surface of the water somehow? He sometimes does that, uh, but in this episode, he just tries he's to... Just stuck. <laughs> He tra- he goes from one end of the ship to the other and just goes around in circles until he flings himself off the ship, trying to go further and further to try to reach the mainland. Can't even see the mainland. He just goes kerplunk in the ocean. They have to keep rescuing him. Uh. Uh, it is just comedy gold. Uh, then they send a uh, uh, they pick up some elderly people in a helicopter and bring them to the cruise. And Sonic thinks we, he's gonna we get the boat. Don't let you left without us. Yeah, Sonic thinks he's gonna escape on the helicopter, but the elderly accosts him. You're so cute, pinching his cheeks, and he's like, "Wait, wait for my ride." And so, um, yeah, it's just great. And the the maid uh, slash cook Ella flies uh, the airplane, the X tornado, like a crazy. Ella. At the end of the episode, no. um, that was my favorite episode. Nice, nice. I just really like the comedy. So if they if they had gone straight comedy for the whole series, it would have been better. I just think Sonic X season one is just too vanilla. I think that's mm. the problem. So it kind, and, of, kind of what I was saying earlier is like you don't love or hate it. You're just kind of like, eh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't hate it. I, like I the, think. Because it's almost better for something to be so bad that you either, that you hate it, yeah, or so good that you're like, I love it. But if it's like, eh, it's almost worse. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just like it evokes no yeah. reaction whatsoever, other than eh. I mean, it's Sonic content. That's good. True, but true. Um. Anyway, it's it's for kids. Words kids will love it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, if that's what's geared towards and. You know, obviously it didn't wasn't super successful because they only did one season. But uh, oh, at least three the seasons Japanese. actually. Well, the Japanese they only did one season, right? Two seasons. Two se- two seasons. Sorry. The third season was made specifically for Western audiences because the show did better in the West than in Japan. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I don't know what that says about us, but <laughs> well, Sonic has always been more popular in America than in Japan, to be honest. As really? far as I I I've been told. Interesting. Is, is Mario more popular than Sonic in Japan? 
uh, Mario is popular everywhere. <laughs> but like, isn't it in the fight? I mean, obviously Nintendo won the console war. Yeah. But like, are their characters also more popular in Japan? I wonder. I'm curious. I don't know. Any Japanese folks out there? I know we've got some listeners in Singapore, uh, which is not too far from Japan. So if you have any friends from Japan over there, ask them what they think. <laughs> if they know the answer. Um, anyway, continue, my friend. Um, I don't know uh, if Mario... I think Mario's just playing popular in, in both regions. Um, it's a me. I wanted to talk for a second about Eggman's two robots, uh, Deco and Boko. Uh, they're bumbling robots that serve as his right and left-hand men. Uh, they complain about him and make jokes behind his back. Uh, kind of like from... I don't think they ever made fun of Robotnik in what the Sonic Adventures, but yeah. he does have two dumb robots. <laughs> yes. Like yeah. Oh, Scratch and Grounder. Oh, uh, yeah. And then in Sonic Sat-Am, uh, Robotnik has Snively or Snively. He is at least intelligent, right? Like he, I mean, comparatively. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, plotting to replace his uncle Robotnik, but yeah. Robotnik. I'm going to take over the world of Mobius. Ha ha ha. Speaking of that, oh, well, no, I'm getting off track. Didn't, like, Robotnik get this really deep, he's like, yeah, it's kind of like the the evil guy from um, Inspector Gadget. Yeah. You know, I'll get like you, this, Gadget. I'll probably do better. get you, Gadget. You never yeah. see his face. Never see the guy's face. Never. Which is kind of cool, actually. Uh, I like that. Anyway. Inspector Gadget, another callback to the 80s. Um, dun, 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 I, dun. I wonder if Boko and Deco are the predecessors of Orbot and Cubot, which eventually did make their way into the games. I mean, Robotnik slash Eggman has uh, had a lot of... Uh, in all these different series and video games, he's had a lot of characters that he could talk to. I've never liked any of them, though, except for maybe Grounder and Scratch. But that's just me, I guess. Grounder, for some reason, Grounder makes me think of Patrick. Patrick Starr from SpongeBob? SpongeBob. <laughs> Patrick. Uh, you're right. I guess they have similar voices. Yeah. Similar intelligence levels. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of similar... Speaking of similar voices, I did notice that Mr. Tanaka is played by the same voice actor... Sorry, can you hear? I took my phone face away from the mic. Darren Dunstan plays Mr. Tanaka in Sonic X, and he also plays Master Splinter in the 2003 uh, Ninja Turtles cartoon. Okay. So just a little factoid man, man there. Man was getting around back in the day, 20 years ago. That's hard to believe that's 20 years ago. Dang. There's another robot. Have I mentioned how much I hate the robot designs? Yeah. In Sonic X. Mm -hmm. Well, there's another robot called Bokun, which his only job is to bring a tube television to Sonic that has a message from Eggman, then the tube TV explodes in Sonic's face. <laughs> this message might self-destruct, or it will self-destruct <laughs> in 30 seconds. I mean, the character acts like a mischievous child. The character did grow on me, I admit, especially there was this emotional... Uh, moment with between him and 
Ellen, or Ella, I should say, the maid, when uh, Woken came to the mansion and found out, yes, Chris Thorndike lives in a mansion, I forgot to say this, but he, he comes to the mansion to deliver Sonic a message or something, and no one's there except for the maid, and he starts crying and says he's lonely. Then he throws a bomb in the maid's yeah. face, but anyway. I'm lonely, therefore I will kill you. <laughs> this robot doesn't even look like a robot. I actually was questioning if this was I'm an android. One of Sonic's animal friends from Mobius or whatever, just in a costume or something. It's just weird design. Robotified. Oh no. Boko and Deco do talk like that though. Do they? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's lame. But uh Speaking of Mobius, it's never mentioned what planet Sonic and friends are from. In this universe, the Chaos Emeralds send them through time and space to Earth. But Sonic comments that the stars are exactly the same. And I'm just wondering if Earth and Sonic's home planet are the exact same planet in different peri alternate, time periods. Alternate dimensions. Or old alternate dimensions. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. You know, in the Archie comics, they actually revealed that Mobius was the planet Earth after a nuclear holocaust, which went in Ooh. which, uh, like World War Three, which the humans almost killed everybody on the planet, and the radioactive fallout caused the animals to evolve into to anthropomorphic animals to mutate. Yeah. So instead of Planet of the Apes, Planet of the Mammals. Yeah, Planet which, of I the mean, Sonic. Apes, apes are mammals, but like. Planet, planet of the other mammals. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> planet of the various mammals. Mammalian revenge. No. Um. Basically, <laughs> Sonic falls down. He's like, "You maniacs! You blew it up!" Our Charlton Heston reference. I mean, I've got a few more notes on here, but they're not super interesting. I could talk about how, and, and this requires explanation uh, if you haven't played the Sonic Adventure games, but there are Chow Gardens on Earth, and it's never explained why. Apparently, they've been there since Mr. Tanaka was a child. The Chow are Sonic pets, basically. Well, I thought you were talking about food, like his place to get food. Chow Gardens? <laughs> no okay uh so a chow garden is cow a garden. garden area where chow colonies live chows chow i don't really understand what a chow is uh there's some sort of sonic pet simulator side game in the sonic adventure games huh. um the archie comics explain that the Chows are connected to Chaos somehow. Chaos is this water monster. Um, I don't think the games ever give them an origin. But that's another piece of evidence I'd like to put forth in the Earth is Mobius. Mobius is Earth mm -hmm. uh, theory of mine. Ha ha ha. Okay. But yeah, I think... I think I've run out of things to talk about about season one. I, what? I got burnt out watching season one, but... I look forward to season two because it's just straight up get game adaptations of Sonic Adventure one and two. Mm -hmm. So I, I do look forward to that. I 
probably should have just jumped straight to season two and just watched it instead. <laughs> but yeah, it is what it is. Well, it's okay. I mean, it gives enough to talk about. We we made it to an hour, so we did it. We did it, or you did it, I should say. Um, I was just the comic relief. <laughs> I guess. Oh, it's fine. We <laughs> had a commentary. We we have reversed roles. <laughs> we um... they say that it happens if you're a couple long enough. Ha 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 Funny. No. Well, Romance. it was a good uh, it was a good recording. Um, yeah, man. You sidetracked into some interesting areas. Yeah, man. Retro video games, Sega Saturn. There was this one. Do you remember the Panasonic 3DO? Remember hearing about that? Yeah, I do. I don't. I never had one. Never played it. I only played it at this at this incredible universe store, and um, they had a cool setup for it too. There were like two games I played. One was like with a gecko. Jex, oh Jex, yeah, Gex. Gex. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, I used to play Gex on the 64. And then uh, there was a there was like a another game, some kind of like. It was a futuristic sci-fi. You play like a, a fighter pilot or something in a futuristic sci-fi. But yeah, the the controller was like very basic and like rectangular. I remember, um, but it was black, like black uh, controls. Like, but yeah, that that was the only game system Panasonic ever made. And you know, they they didn't make they didn't game makers. I guess weren't particularly interested because yeah, it just I guess it, not. It never took off. Um, but I just I remember playing it. Back in the day, back in the day, yeah, they they had all this stuff. They had like the neo with the Neo Geo. Oh yeah, and the Neo Geo Pocket. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know if they had the, I don't know if the Pocket had come out yet. But they, oh, okay. But they had the original. I think the original Neo Geo there you could play, and um, this place was so cool. Like the Incredible cool. Universe. It, sadly, it went out of business and got replaced by um, Fry's Electronics. Was that over there in Arizona? Yeah, in Arizona. Cool. Well, yeah, Fry's we didn't have any here. No, like I don't know if it. Like I said, it might have only been there. Like that might have been the first one. I honestly don't. Oh, know. okay. I don't know if it was a chain or not. Uh, I should look it up sometime. But yeah, it was a fun place to go as a kid. They even had, well, they even had a little daycare center. Like if you want to go there as a parent oh. and just wander around, you could put your kids in the daycare center there. Like it was That's a cool different. idea, but I guess it just didn't sell enough, you know. And they went out of business. And Fry's Electronics, which is a very boring place to shop. I mean, it has, <laughs> it has everything you need, but it's just boring. Like, the design was just straight up boring. Um, maybe it's changed now, but, like, Incredible Universe was just fun to go to. Um, you know, I just, yeah. And um, I still remember playing playing the VR. I think you had to pay five bucks to play for, I don't know what it was, 15, 20 minutes or something. Cool. Um, but, yeah, my dad my dad sprung for it uh, at least once, I think, and I, I tried it. And, uh yeah, it, it it was pretty cool. I mean, obviously, this is back in the '90s. Um, I've not tried more recent VR. Um, yeah, at some point, I want to do that. I want to try VR at some point. Man, VR today is trippy. Is it? Yeah, yeah it's just like seven years ago, and I'm sure VR has improved since then. And I'm not sure it was seven. It was, I'm just throwing a random. It, it was it was sometime in the last decade. I was at Best Buy. And they had this Batman VR game, like uh, entry into the Arkham series or something. Uh. So I was Bruce Wayne in Bruce Manor, 
and suddenly I went into the bat cave with the elevator. Man, things were flying at me. I actually shielded my face because it scared me. Nice. Nice. Yeah, it's like the Red and Link did a video of um of them playing like a, a horror VR game. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh. Like, I wouldn't even do that. Yeah, they were like they were like freaking out, you know. And I bet. they they ham it up a bit, but like but yeah, it was like legit scary. Um yeah, it tricked, it tricked my brain into making me think it was real. Mm. I mean, you can tell it's computer graphics, but but still, like spatially, yeah, like yeah, your brain's like like whoa. Um, but yeah, like you can you can jump into these movies now. Like they have these like near three hundred and sixty five degree camera, like camera cool. balls. Basically, it's like the only spot where it doesn't have a camera is like the handle. Right, there's cameras all around. It's like a camera ball. So like. If you're watching a movie in that, and you've got the VR headset, like while you're each time you're watching, you can you can look around anywhere you want Neat. and see what's going on around you, like in this film. Um, and uh, and yeah, each time you go through, you can you can look in a different direction and see something else you haven't seen before because they filmed in it's not it's even more than 365 degrees. I mean, it's like a it is a camera ball, you know. It's like I said, just the spot where the handle is is the only place there's not a camera lens. That's amazing. So you can look pretty, except for, except for like straight down at your feet. That's like the, about the only spot you can't quite see, but otherwise you can look anywhere. I've not, I've just heard about it. I haven't, um, haven't watched one in VR myself, but I was like, I was like that's that's pretty cool. I thought about getting a VR like an Oculus a couple of years ago or something, but. Man, you know, the prices of electronics these days. Oh, yeah. Newer stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Can't quite justify know, like, of the purchase. Like, new console... Like, games haven't changed much in price. Like, they, they're still about the same as they used to be. Like, a new Sega Genesis game, they would be like 50, 60 bucks. Yeah, I think they're going you up know. to 70 now. I mean, there, there were a few like that, I think, back in the day. But, like... Um, but the consoles back then were like 100, 150 at most. But now like, you can't get a new console when it first comes out for less than like five, six hundred. You know, and that's like the base models. But anyway, we need to wrap this up. We're going long here, so nerds. So, uh, so next week we're going to be doing our deep dive into the Super Mario Brothers, the Super Mario Brothers movie. I think is the full title, uh, not to be confused with Super Mario Brothers from nineteen ninety three. Or the anime. <laughs> Or the anime. On YouTube. <laughs> uh, but the Super Mario Brothers movie. Uh, we'll be doing a, a deeper dive into into the movie. Uh, that's coming next week. So keep an ear out for that. And uh, just a reminder to subscribe. Uh, we've, and we got we have two subscribers now, uh, by the way. Um, let's see. I need to actually check and see who the second one was. Our... Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Reverend Nerds Podcast. If you would, consider following us on Instagram. We are there at irreverent underscore nerds. You can also hit us up on Facebook. Just look us up there at the Irreverent Nerds. That's our fan page. We have a YouTube channel as well. Once again, the Irreverent Nerds. Nice and simple, right? And if you go to www.irreverentnerds.com, that will send you to our podcasters for Spotify, formerly Anchor.fm, 
profile where you can send us a voice message if you want to support us financially or listen to the podcast. It will also direct you to other places you can listen like Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, you name it. So like, comment, subscribe, follow, all those good things, wherever you find us, wherever you listen to us, we would greatly appreciate it. Until next time, nerds, live long and prosper. Avengers Assemble! I'm Batman. Thank you.